I'm Trent Norris, fund manager at Sterling Capital. And this is Michelle Nipko. I'm the podcast host, and welcome to the One Trade Podcast. All right. Hi, Trent. Hi, everyone. Well, gosh, that was a week. And ending with an interesting tweet by Elon Musk of a pregnant Bill Gates. <laughs> One thing is for sure, life is not boring right now. So, Trent, I saw an article on Friday from Market Watch with the title, Investors Just Pulled Massive $17.5 Billion Out of Global Equities. And they're just getting started, says Bank of America. You know, and I, I'm thinking there's definitely some psychology here right now. As markets go down, people want to preserve their wealth and get out. You know, and we've talked about this before in the podcast, selling begets selling. And it feels like we're just getting started. Of course, interlaced with some bullish bounces like we, we saw a few weeks ago. Plus, you know, things were overheated from all the extra stimulus and money being inserted into the markets by the Fed has now done a 180 on its stance due to inflation. So I do think we're due for some mean reversion, right? We just kind of have to because things were so hot for so long. So valuations just kind of have to, I mean, they don't have to come down, but it just feels like they can't go up forever. It has to revert to some sort of mean. What do you, what do you think about last week? trend kind of kind of crazy yes netflix right went into free fall this week i mean it was trading at 700 dollars per share in november and now it's trading at 215 per share wow so the, right these overpriced tech stocks are screaming loud and clear and we finally saw a little fear in the markets on friday i'm very interested in to see how things play out this week me too me too Right. And as we've been talking about, this is a two-way market with my bias still being sell the rips. It's clearly not a buy the dip and hold market. You know, on Thursday and Friday, gold, uranium, and oil stocks also took a beating. And this is a little concerning as we might be in for a panic selling situation where everything gets sold off. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Oh, for sure. You know, it was very interesting on Friday to have red across all industries. We don't see that that often, where the mm -hmm. S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ were all down a similar percentage, which is a bit surprising with the larger blue chip stocks down as much as the tech-heavy NASDAQ. A broad sell-off, I think, induced by this hawkish Fed. Right. I'm still in the camp that we are in a buy-the-dip mode in most commodities and precious metals. And this is the market here taking a breather. I just don't know how much, you know, it, it's going to dip that that's, that's the thing, right. With these markets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't stress how bearish the charts of say Microsoft or Nvidia or just the NASDAQ in general, look, in my opinion, I mean, there's no reason that these names can't fall another 50% from their current levels. I believe the trap door is now open for the next leg down. Read. Yeah, and, and most likely interlaced with a few head fakes up, but I, I agree with you on that trend. Right. They're called the dead cat bounces. The you know, dead our, cat bounces. Right. Our data dog and DoorDash puts are looking really good, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, some of these no profit tech names that are down fifty to eighty percent could take many years to get back to their levels of say twenty twenty one. And many will never get back there. So Cisco, right, the darling of the dot com era, has never gotten back to its peak in the year two thousand. That was twenty two years ago. Great point. 
right? As we've mentioned before, the environment is starting to feel like the dot-com era, and many of those stocks just never came back. Right. And and to your point, Michelle, it kind of feels like the dot-com and the great financial crisis with kind of housing hitting possibly a peak here and interest rates rising. So it's kind of like both of them together. Mm -hmm. And, and, by the way, so to make it clear, uh, NVIDIA, as an example, is probably one of the top five companies that I'd ultimately want to buy and hold, but just at a much lower price. So I'm looking at like pre-pandemic levels. So say like just picking that stock, just like the $50 range. And I'm looking to buy down there if it gets down to those levels and maybe within the next few years. And often when markets overshoot one way, as tech companies did last year, they often shoot the other way just as deeply. And it goes from one extreme to the other. I mean, look at PayPal. It's now trading at its January 2018 price. Ooh, ouch. So Trent, I'm so curious. What are you thinking for this week? Okay. Well, this is probably the craziest trade that I've come up with on our podcast. And it's going to be looking at shorting GameStop. Trent, I've never heard of that stock. Is it a small penny stock? I'm, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, I think everybody's heard of GameStop from this last year. Right, so, yes. So, so what are you thinking? So, okay, three reasons why it's time to seriously talk about shorting GameStop. So in my opinion, Wall Street bets is dead. The Wall Street bets crowd is no longer winning. The air is seeping out of the bubble stocks. And I would argue that the rise of Wall Street bets was due to greed cloaked in some BS narrative of sticking it to the man or fighting Wall Street. Mostly young, newer traders saw that they could make fast money and enough of them banded together and bought highly shorted stocks, forcing short squeezes. Now, all manipulations eventually fail. And as a side note, some of my heroes are short sellers like Michael Burry going after the mortgage fraud or Jim Chanos uncovering the Enron scandal. And And my second point here is um, listeners should pull up a three-month chart of AMC, the other Wall Street bets darling stock, along with GameStop. These two names spiked up together about mid-March, from mid-March, but AMC has now given up almost 50% of that spike where GameStop has some catching up to do on the downside. Interesting. Right. So my third point is to pull up a three-month chart of Microsoft and NVIDIA. These two popular names have both already fallen below their mid-March lows and given back their recent entire dead cat bounce. So is Microsoft and NVIDIA still grossly overpriced in this rising rate environment? Sure, but at least they're quality companies that many investors will still continue to own. For sure, they've great products. You know, on the GameStop note, Trent, I also wanted to say that their earnings have become more and more negative over the last year. Like each quarter, it's become more and more extreme in a negative direction, which is, as we know, is not favorable in the current interest rate rising environment. So you're right. In the Wall Street bets crowd, they weren't too worried about things like actual financial statements. <laughs> but I do think in this macro economy with the changing inflation, it's going to be very difficult to not pay attention to, to P&Ls, right? That's a good um, point. Yeah. Negative companies, they're going to have to start paying the piper with these higher interest rates. Right. And to be very clear, this trade is in no way a recommendation. It's high risk, high reward, and could easily fail. <laughs> you think? 
I think yep. of the highest volatility stock. But you know, I, I think if you can be in the right direction of that, those movements, I think there's a lot of money to be made. Oh, you make a you ton of the money. Wrong, you know, if you're on the other side or the wrong side of it, there's a lot of money to be lost. Like anything. Right. But I think it's a really good point comparing it to AMC charts and to NVIDIA charts, right? right. It hasn't experienced that same downward move. Um, right. So maybe it's it's not too late to get in and, and capture some of that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Good point. I like it. Wow. Um, and and we we talked a little bit earlier, you know, sometimes it's hard to, there's a couple names where it's like, I think GameStop and Tesla are tough, right? Because right? it's like, oh, it's going to come down and they just kept going up. Mm-hmm. But I do think that in this sort of environment where uh, interest rates are going up, they have negative earnings, it, it makes more sense. In, right. During this time, and I and like we talked about Wall Street bets, folks, I think they're starting to taste a little bit of what it, what it's like to lose a little bit of money. Like I don't think they did for a long, long time because right. things were just up and up and up. I think things have changed, and as we know, uh, I've heard many times that human beings they would rather like they hate losing. That hurts more than the thrill of winning. So right. uh, you know, well, I know it's, that it, the markets myself. are all about. Sorry about that. Markets are all about fear and greed, and I think. The fear is coming in and the, the greed is completely gone. And so that's, that's what they're left with is a decision, point. right? Do they want to get a- run over or maybe get bored or, or whatnot? But I think they're going to eventually leave this trade. And I think there's a ton of money to be made on the downside. The tricky part is getting the timing, right? Right. Yep. I think it's a good point. So, but like you said, I think it's lagging a little bit behind those other stocks. So I think there's still some opportunity there. So, well, great. Well, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen this week. If you were going to ask me to bet on what's going to happen in the markets, I would not because it's always wrong. It's very, very tricky time right now. But um, things have definitely a change in like, like we've been saying on the podcast and we're experienced, I think experiencing that change that for sure, especially last week that we've been anticipating trend. So, all right, let's have a great trading week, everybody. Let's get out and make some money. All right, everyone stay free. And that's the podcast. If you like the podcast and would like to hear more each week, don't forget to subscribe. And of course, we'd always appreciate a review. If you'd like to contact us to learn more about Sterling Capital or just to say hi, you can email us at onetradepodcast at gmail.com. Let's have a great trading week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And now for the required risk disclosure. The material in this podcast is presented solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or any related financial instruments, nor should any of its content be taken as investment advice. One Trade Podcast accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss or damage of any kind arising out of all or any part of this material. We recommend you consult with a licensed and qualified professional before making any investment decision.